Hello, welcome to Coffee with Kim, where I share my love of coffee with my love of the Word of God. I am just amazed by Father God, Jesus, you know, just the beauty of Him. Especially in this time right now that we're living, I'm just even more convinced that we need to be face to face with Him and he's, he's the answer to every question, (laughs) every question we have. Jesus is the answer. 100% convinced of that and just so in love and mesmerized by his beauty and his worth. And as we've been using the one day legacy Habakkuk, I have just been, um, mesmerized by the prayers and the you know, Habakkuk is this conversation with God in the midst of crisis. We think that we're in a time that's never happened before, but have you read the Bible? Have you read any history books? There has always been um, evil versus good in the world from the beginning of time, even in the garden. It has always been there. This is nothing new to God. And I think we can rely and trust in the fact that this is not new to him. It's new to us. But the response has to be the same. Our response is, God, what are you doing? What do you want me to do? And most times I'm finding he just wants us to look at him, to just be with him. And so as we've been going through Habakkuk, it definitely confronts issues and and how we address those issues today. An ancient message that is um, still the, the same answer, faith only in God, not in any politics or platforms, um, but only God. And it's been really powerful as we're going through this. Um, so today we're uh, September 28th. We're at Habakkuk 316. And this is part of the whole, um, the prayer that he's answering back to uh, to the Lord. Habakkuk's confidence in God is expressed is how my Bible literally says it. And so I'm going to kind of start, yeah, I'll start at 16. And I'm going to actually read to 19 because um we actually end Habakkuk this week, and October 1st is right around the corner, so I'll talk about that later, but let's read Habakkuk three sixteen to 19. I heard and trembled within. My lips quivered at the sound. Rottenness, rottenness entered my bones. I trembled where I stood. Now I must quietly wait for the day of distress to come against the people invading us. Though the fig tree does not bud and there is no fruit on the vines, though the olive crop fails, though the fields produce no food, though the flocks disappear from the pen and there are no herds in the stalls, I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in God of my salvation. The Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like those of a deer and enables me to walk on the mountain's heights. And then it says, this is from the choir director. So this literally was sung. This chapter was sung as a worship song. Um, You know, kind of puts a, (laughs) a friend of mine, Robert Stearns, wrote an amazing article on worship just lately and something that my husband and I have been really talking about. We've kind of lost true worship for the sake of words that rhyme. And, um, you know, what would it look like to go back and sing you know, I have heard and I tremble within my lips quiver, like to sing the actual words from the word. 
uh, just in our worship. And so when you're re- reading this last section, the next couple of days, this is a worship that he is singing back to God and declaring it in worship. This is what I'm going to do. You know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. And, you know, that has been really um, a message that we don't like to wait on the Lord. But in verse 16, he's saying, you know, I, my I'm quivering within me. Like I am so not sure what's going on in the world, but yet I'm quivering within me as I wait for you, you know, waiting quietly for the faithful father, waiting quietly. It's not ignoring the fear that we see. It's, it's not ignoring the trouble we see. It's not pretending that everything's great. Fine. (laughs) It is not that, but it's letting, not letting that fear consume us. And then we respond to the fear or we respond to whatever's going on. That's not what this is about. This is how I respond in worship, my raw honesty before the Lord. And the one question in one of the um, studies I was reading says, how would it look to quietly wait for the Lord today? So today, as things are going on all around us, as we are seeing so much happen, what would that look like to wait on the Lord today? So, and I'm just as guilty with all of you, like I'm just as guilty as posting and reposting and, you know, you get caught up in the fray, but what would it look like? What would it look like to wait? What would it look like? God, we see what's going on. We don't want to do anything outside of you. (laughs) And so we know that, um, in 16 verse 16 is literally talking about the waiting and then 17 and 18 it's rejoicing in his salvation rejoicing in who our god is we discover peace and joy in the midst of things going on we know that these are true gifts from god and we should thank him for these blessings every every day we need to be careful not to dwell on hypotheticals well if this happens what if that what if that Uh, and, and not let anxiety grow over situations Um, that are never going to materialize, you know, and even if they do, if my face is set like stone before God, I'm only going to see him anyhow. (laughs) And so my dependence comes on God's strength. My dependence comes on trusting in him. Habakkuk was so confident in the Lord's strength. Everything we read in Habakkuk, but he was so confident in the Lord's strength as he faced a hostile world, but he said, you know, God, you're going to prevail. We have to remember that God is not worried about what's going on. God is not confused about what's going on. God is not quaking in his boots about what's going on. He is totally confident in his own leadership. We need to be confident in God's leadership and realize that even if things don't go according to plan that we planned, God always has the final say. He always has, he always has everything right where it needs to be. And so in the midst of that verse 18, no matter what's happening, I will celebrate in the Lord. I will rejoice in God of my salvation. I'm going to be steadfast and look to him. Someone asked me a question last night about, I forget exactly what it was, but about leadership or what do you do with this? How do you do, what do you do if this happens? And I said, you know, I'm convinced more than ever that it's not about what would I do in each and every situation. It's what am I doing now? Like, my face has to be so focused on Jesus. Like I want to be that person, like where he says, you know, she's found the best things just to be with me because I'm going to fight the battle and I'm going to do your job is to look at me, to be with me, to sit at my feet. Um, I've said this before. Don't neglect the ministry 
of his feet for the ministry on the street. Everything we do has to be from the place of sitting with him. And that's what I see Habakkuk doing here. Look, I know all this is going on and he, like, it's been pretty awful. Like the things we've been reading in there, just, you know, craziness, just like we're seeing today. But his response is though, everything is dying around me. The fig tree, the olive tree, the fruit, the pens, there's no one around. All evil is happening. I'm celebrating in the Lord because he is my strength. He makes me he makes me able to stand and walk to the heights. Now, I want to read this to you from, um, again, this is uh, uh, the Daily Grace Company has really beautiful Bible studies, and they happen to have this one in Habakkuk. And it, I want to read this to you because this is where we are. It says, Habakkuk felt the weight of the wrath of God that was coming because it is coming. And as the prophet and mediator for the people, the weight of the coming judgment fell heavy on him. But the heaviness that he faced was a glimpse of the heaviness and weight that rested on the true and better mediator of, in God's people. In the Garden of Gethsemane, Jesus felt that weight of the bitter cup he was about to drink. He felt the heaviness of the path of suffering that was before him. On the cross, he bore the wrath of God in our place and took upon himself our sins. And he went willingly he took the wrath of God so that we as his children would never have to have that. This is our hope in the gospel. This is the gospel that emboldens us to courage and hope. It is this assurance that allows us to face anything, no matter what life looks like, that we are not alone. The cross is proof and the cross is enough. We have hope as never before because on the cross, we trust God and wait with quivering lips, shaking legs, we can trust the goodness of God. We can persevere through his strength because we know that he is working. He has not left us. He will never leave us. He is ever faithful, ever true, ever good, ever kind. And so when we read this as we're closing out Habakkuk, this is the final as he's going through everything. I love this. No matter what's going on, I'm going to be with Christ in worship at his feet. I'm going to tremble. I'm going to cry, but I'm going to trust. And I'm going to say, I celebrate you, God. I celebrate your goodness. I celebrate you are good in every situation. There is not a situation or a time, space, or place that you are not faithful, that you are not loving, that you are not the eternal God. And I think the more that we just focus on him, because there's no other gospel. Friends, there is no other gospel. The gospel is not topics. The gospel is not cute slogans. The gospel is Jesus. The gospel is his blood. No one else has bled for you and no one else has given their life for you. This is what Habakkuk didn't even see that yet because he was in the Old Testament, but he's like, but I'm still trusting in that. I know that's what God has. And no matter what's coming against the people that are invading us, though everything else around me is disappearing and, and no food, nothing I am celebrating the Lord because he is my faithful judge. He is the righteous one. He's the one that's going to bleed for me. He's the one that's going to restore me. And I love, I love how he just ends because the Lord is my strength and he makes me strong. So in the midst of what's going on in the world today, what's going on in your life, I know a lot of people are sick, but your face has to be with Jesus. Our face has to be set on him, the author and finisher of our faith. And so as we conclude Habakkuk, you know, the one study says, even if, so even if, even if the fig tree does not bud, there's no fruit and the olive crop fails and the fields produce no food and the flocks disappear and there's no herds, even if, will you still wait on the Lord? Will you 
still celebrate in his goodness, celebrate in him, not in all the things that we have because of him, but just celebrate him. Oh, you know, it just, it, I just want to just stay in that place. Like even now as I'm talking to you, my eyes are closed and I just see his face and I want to stay there. I want to stay there with him forever and ever because he is the one who calms us, creates us. (laughs) He's the one who loves us, knows us. And he's the one who is going to right all the wrongs. It's not me and it's not a political party. It's him. He's the one who does all of it. I hope that you guys have really enjoyed going deep in Habakkuk because it's a, it's a book that not many read through. And I'm so proud of you guys for reading through it. I'm so proud of you for joining with me. I know it probably has been tougher because it's, it is a tough book, right? But I'm just, I'm so blessed. And because Habakkuk ends with worship, we're going into October uh, in the next couple of days, when you start October 1st, we're going into reading, writing, and praying worship at his feet. We're going into this posture where you become what you behold. Um, It's the posture of my heart in relation to my beautiful Savior. And so um, as we behold him in worship, he causes me to lift my voice, lift my hands, lift and bow my knees at the same time. It's the only place where the lower I go, the higher I go. And so um, the verses coming in October are very short, but I want you to like really go deep with them and meditate on them and just experience him as never before. So um, I'm going to be praying that for you as you join me in one day legacy uh, worship at his feet, that it'll be um, a, a level of worship that you've never experienced before that perhaps you will experience what Habakkuk did where I am just quaking in my bones. I'm just trembling where I stand and I'm waiting on God and I'm just rejoicing in the Lord of my salvation. So everyone be blessed. Thank you so much for joining me. And um, I look forward to seeing you as we worship at his feet. Oh, 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 oh,